And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Oh, okay, so when I used to do the intros when we would come back from a break, and I would really say, and we're back with more of the Pope on Film, I would really punch it. And so when Bunny took over, uh, bringing us back in, he would go, and we're back. And I'm like, Bunny, can you can you punch it up? Can you punch it? Can you give it some pizzazz? The old razzle dazzle, you know? Come on, give it some chutzpah, you know? Oh. So now every time that he does, he does sound a bit like a ghost, but that's him giving it the old college try, the old 23 well, skidoo. If it's any any uh, <laughs> kind of consolation, Bunny, I liked it when you were just like, and we're back. Nope. I liked it. That's fine, but, I liked it. but he needs to put some. But that Oof. might be because I'm living in the same house where the person that does. Buddy! So, Buddy! Yeah. 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 Oh. It's time, Bunny! Yes, it is. Uh, yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time yet again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to pick ourselves up from our bootstraps and finally, eventually, getting around to discussing our all-new collection of easy listening hits from the 60s, 70s, and 80s on four LPs, three cassettes, or two CDs. So call now, Movie of the Week! And this week, we are continuing our annual deep dive into holiday movies with an epic 1980s horror movie double feature. This week, we discuss... Silent Night, Deadly Night, one and two. One and one and a half, or one yeah. and a quarter. Yeah, and we'll be discussing that when we get to the second film. When the first movie came out in 1984, yet another film cashing in on uh, Johnny Carpenter's Black Christmas remake Halloween. Uh, people went mad screaming ape shit over this movie. Over Silent Night, Deadly Night. I blame that trailer. That trailer makes it seem as if Santa himself is going around killing people, and so yeah. of course parents went nuts. That trailer was so good. I don't and know. I, I, think, I think it was a leak. I... I... Yeah. I don't think it was... I think it was a created controversy. Well, the creator specifically said, we're going to get a lot of heat. A lot of parents are going to be pissed off at us. A lot of parents are going to protest because they are not going to like the way we painted the Catholic Church. And, and we know they won't like it because we called them and told them about it. He was specifically convinced that the Catholic Church would go nuts over their uh, interpretation of, like, the fact that the killer really gets pushed over the edge by the, you know, Catholic orphanage yeah. and the strict nuns who would, like, beat the kids. And so the producer and director and everything were like, uh, oh, so you parents are upset? Yeah, I bet you are. I've been waiting for you to be upset. What are you upset about? Oh, Santa? 
Oh shit, you're not mad about all the nun shit? Are you sure? You don't want to be upset about the nun shit? Because we were ready to fight the Roman Catholic Church, not parents who were pissed about the way we depicted uh, an imaginary fat guy. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, people complained. They protested. They picketed. The PTA tried to stop the release of the film. It was banned all over the place. The trailer only showed for like a week in theaters until parents and until everyone just demanded that they stop showing the preview. It was a fish. It wasn't officially released in England until 2009. Really? Because it was a video nasty. Yeah, and there's and I think I've said this before. There's a movie that I think that you would appreciate called censored censor yeah it's called censor it came out in england this year and i think this year i don't even think it played in theaters in america i think it went straight to like a digital release but it's about a woman in the 80s who is one of those people who has to watch all of the horror movies and make notes for you have to remove this scene, cut all of this out, re-edit this scene. So she's a video nasties, I don't know, judge, I guess. Yeah. And the movie is about her slowly going insane. It's a video nasties horror movie, and it's done really well. And I really, really like it. For a while, it was going to go on my top ten best movies of the year. But it's an honorable mention at this point. But a uh, really good movie about the, the British video nasties. Yeah. Really like it. Uh, so, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm a little bit high. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Let's talk about one of its main critics. Uh, noted asshole Gene Siskel. Okay. Okay. Now, We've talked about him before and why he is a noted asshole, but here's a refresher course in case you you don't have the Pope on film, the home game. He literally doxed, in his review of Friday the 13th, he literally doxed the cast. Yeah. He was like, here is the address of the man who owns the company, who owns the company, who released the film. And the woman who plays Jason's mother, here is her full name and the small town where she lives. You should track her down and tell her how upset you are at Friday the 13th existing. You just doxed an actress. Like, it's yeah. her fault that the movie came out. Not only that, but you, you, you spoiled the ending of the film in the first paragraph of your review. You're a fucking asshole for that alone. Yeah. But in his review of Silent Night, Deadly Night, on his TV show with Roger Ebert, he read out loud the name of the companies that owned stock in distributor TriStar Pictures and read the names of the production crew and said that everyone who in any way was responsible for the creation of Silent Night, Deadly Night were paid with blood money. Oh, blood money. Okay. Yeah. 
blood fake money. Fake blood money. Yeah. yeah, fake blood money. But he literally read the names of the production crew on the show to shame them for making this movie. What the fuck is wrong with... What the fuck was wrong with goddamn Gene Siskel? It's like, okay, you don't like the movie. Okay, that's fine. But, uh... It's literally like if he truly hated a movie that he wanted harm to come to the people who made it. Yeah. He was doxing motherfuckers left and right. What the fuck was wrong with you? So one positive about uh, Gene Siskel is that he is probably burning in hell right now. So. But again, the, all the controversy... All the controversy is what has us talking about a shit movie like 40 yeah. years later. Yeah. That is a good point. This is, this is the film brought to you by the Streisand effect. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if the producer and director uh, Kevin Smith this. Yeah. Like Kevin Smith Actually, uh, he went to a showing of Dogma and saw people protesting and joined the protest. Yes. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the protests were, uh, were that. I didn't see anything in my research, but uh, the orig so the original Silent Night, Deadly Night was fraught with controversy. So much so that the movie was pulled from all theaters after only one or two weeks. Yeah. And again, it wasn't even like the first Santa Claus killer. Yeah. Christmas Evil was 1980. Yeah. Yep. Along with... Along with uh, there was a killer, Chris, killer Santa Claus in Alfred Hitchcock Presents, for Christ's sakes. We would... Uh... And other, other things like it. So like I saw it's, this. it's not something that's never been done. It's not something that's never been touched before. Yeah. But everybody decided to get upset this time for some reason. Yeah, I have no idea. But it only played for like a week or two in theaters. But in that time, probably due to the controversy, uh, it made $2.5 million in theaters in only like two weeks. And that's off of a budget of $750,000. Yeah. So this movie was a big hit. $750,000 despite... sounds kind of like a lot. Yeah. So, that's, so, that, so this movie was a big hit, despite or possibly because of the controversy. Fun fact, this was released on the exact same day as A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That is uh, shocking to me. One of the sisters, the the first nun you see, who is uh, teaching the class, looks a lot like a young Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Like a lot. And it got to the point where it's like, I want to look up and see who this woman is. And she's an actress who has been in nothing I've ever seen. But the character is Sister Ellen. Mm. I'm not sure what that means. But it means something. I just don't know what. Bunny, why don't you hit us with the plot of the first film? 
plot of the first film. Yes. Little kid sees Santa Claus murder his parents uh, and then is raised and abused by nuns uh, and then gets a job and snaps and kills people while in a Santa Claus outfit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. wasn't a deep movie. No, it was not. It was not. Fun fact, Bunny, the grandpa who warns Billy right at the beginning, you know who that is? Uh, I, I looked him up, but no, remind me. That's old man Peabody. He used to own all of this land. He had this crazy idea about breeding pine trees. Yes. Yeah, he was fucking in uh, Back to the Future the next year. Yeah. And that got me thinking about Back to the Future. Okay, so <coughs> in the beginning when they do the experiment, the experiment happens at Twin Pines Mall. And Dr. Brown mentions that old man Peabody used to own all of this land, uh, used to be farmland. Old man Peabody owned all of this. He had this crazy idea about breeding pine cones. And then <coughs> Marty McFly goes back to 1955. He flees the farm, an old man Peabody shooting at him. When he drives off, he drives through a pine tree, and old man Peabody yells, My pines! And so when he goes back to 1985, he doesn't notice this, but the sign for Twin Pines Mall now says Lone Pine Mall. Yeah. So it is safe to say that this is one example of how Marty McFly carelessly fucked with all of existence. Yes. So that's... I I started thinking about that. How else did Marty fuck with time? Yes. And I think I'd like to see a series of short films or maybe some animated shorts or maybe a film about... All of the other ways that Marty McFly has ruined all of humanity because he's just bouncing around in 1955, just like fucking with everyone. Butterfly effect, motherfucker. Yes. You can't Indeed. just go. You can't just go back in time and make out with your mom and then come back and think that everything's gonna be fine. Butterfly, fucker. Yeah. So, here's my idea. Goldie Wilson is like a janitor at the soda shop in the 50s. Yes. He's just cleaning the toilets and cleaning the glasses and throwing out the trash. Cleaning the toilets. And uh, he becomes mayor. But what Marty does is... He sees him in 1955 and says, you are going to be mayor. So now Goldie's like, mayor. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Mayor Goldie Wilson. So now all he wants to do is be a mayor. What if in Marty's timeline, he is a janitor at the soda shop, then the 50s go into the 60s, and in the 70s, civil unrest, 
protesting, segregation, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the Black Panthers, and here is Goldie Wilson at the soda shop who decides that he needs to be a leader and he starts helping get black people to have the same rights as the white man and he becomes a leader and he is eventually becomes mayor because the people of hill valley respect him and all of the work he did in the 60s and 70s helping people become equal and now all he wants is to be fucking mayor yes he doesn't become a civil rights leader and when he does become a mayor all he's doing is being a corrupt motherfucker, taking bribes and fucking having people killed for all we know, and he's no longer a civil rights leader. What if Goldie Wilson was the one thing that was keeping civil rights together? Marty McFly has ruined black people! Yes. Okay, here's another one. Um, rock music no longer exists in 1985. Okay. Because... Chuck Berry comes up with the rock and roll sound. But now he does it because he knows that some fucking white kid in the middle of nowhere created rock and then disappeared. So he now doesn't create rock music that Elvis then copies blatantly and becomes the father of rock and roll. Rock doesn't exist because Marty McFly had to invent it. Yeah, yeah. Here's another one. Lorraine's dad kills John F. Kennedy. Okay. Because, uh, oh, hey, does anyone know where this street is? Oh, yeah, it's uh, just uh, two streets north of blank. And Marty McFly goes, oh, yeah, that's uh, John F. Kennedy street. And Lorraine's dad goes, who the hell is John F. Kennedy? He becomes obsessed with that name. Yeah. John F. Kennedy. Never heard of that. What is John F. Kennedy? So when John F. Kennedy becomes a politician and then becomes president, Lorraine's dad is obsessed with it, and it's him that kills JFK. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that if Marty changed the name of a mall, there's a bunch of other shit that went wrong in the timeline that we don't know about. True. And I'd like True. to see that focused on. And also, I think that the ways that Marty McFly ruined time are more exciting to talk about than Silent Night, Deadly Night. And we don't know for a fact that he didn't fuck his mom. Yes. Yes. That is correct. All we know is he didn't fuck his mom on camera. I loved taking Amber to go see Back to the Future the last night that the uh, Hornbeck Theater in Shawnee, Oklahoma was open. It was open from 1947 to 2020. The goddamn pandemic killed this classic movie theater. And I didn't realize that Amber had never seen Back to the Future before. And when you grow up with a classic film like that, you look at it differently. And so Amber leaned over to me and said, there's a lot of incest in this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, there is. And, and, and you don't realize that when you grow up with Back to the Future. She also leaned over to me and said, 
don't know if this black band would be playing to an all-white school. <laughs> there is no black people at Hill Valley High School. So, uh, yeah, it makes you think. But I want to make it clear, Bonnie, that we did see the 85-minute-long unrated cut. They did yeah. uh, cut a number of things later. My brother rented this movie when I was like 9 or 10. And I remember we were having a sleepover with like our cousin and we were all sleeping in the like living room and my brother put on Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I remember pretending to be asleep, but watching it while feigning sleep, which was great because I could just close my eyes for the scary parts. Uh, and, and my brother and my cousin Tony and I would quote, we just thought for some reason one scene was hilarious. And it's like, oh, I'm the cop. I better go down to this basement. It's gonna be scary. Slowly go down. Ah! Nothing. Let me look over here. Ah! Nothing. But what about over here in the corner? Ah! Nothing. Okay, let me go up the stairs and punish! <coughs> yeah. And we would say that to each other. We would just go, punish! We thought that was hilarious, and I'm not sure why. One of the things that I liked about Silent Night, Deadly Night is that inside of Ira's toys, there are actual toys. You can yeah. see Crawl the board game. Crawl the board? Okay. I looked really closely. There was Smurfs toys. There was Stuff Your Face the Game, which I absolutely remember putting balls in like a clown's mouth. I remember that. There was the Matchbox Super Garage, which a lot of people had, and a whole section of Return of the Jedi toys. And I appreciated that. That was cool. So, yeah, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. The movie is kind of shit, but it's dumb fun. The LA Times said that this would be considered one of the worst films of all time. And no... No, it was, it, it was it was a substandard slasher flick like a lot of sub, substandard slasher flicks that we had at the time. Yeah. They did a fairly interesting job setting up the, the psychosis. Yeah. You know, setting up a person who's close to snapping. Yeah. You know, not a great job, but a, a, an okay job. I also like just the fact that, like, <coughs> I grew up, I grew up in a strict religious upbringing. Time to murder. I yeah. like that. I, I just, just that I appreciate. But yeah, the new, the L.A. Times said this would be one of the worst films of all time. I mean, it's dumb fun. It's a dumb, fun slasher. It's not Recep <coughs> Eva Deke 5. We get more clicks when we talk about Recep Eva Deke. Yes. The legendary Turkish series of films. So, shout out Although to Recep Although there are at least five Silent Night, Deadly Night movies, I see. Okay, and let me talk about that. I have a fun story. Okay. 
So when the first Silent Night, Deadly Night came out, a bunch of people were speaking out against it. And one of the most vocal opponents of Silent Night, Deadly Night, was actor Mickey Rooney. You know, all three foot two of him, Mickey Rooney, was like, oh, this is ruining children and ruining Christmas, and, and this is disgusting. And he was the most vocal opponent of Silent Night, Deadly Night. He was disgusted by it, absolutely disgusted. And then (coughs) later, uh, he agreed to be in a horror movie called The Toy Maker. And it was about a toy maker who went nuts and he started making toys that would come to life and kill people, like that that Puppet Master series, you know, demonic toys or whatever. It was called The Toy Maker, and it was about this old guy, and he made toys that started killing people. And he made the film, and then the film was being edited in post-production, and right before the film came out, the producers said, Hey, we just got the rights to Silent Night, Deadly Night, and they changed it to Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. And that's how Mickey Rooney... The biggest proponent of Silent Night, Deadly Night accidentally starred in a Silent Night, Deadly Night film. That's pretty awesome. That's fucking awesome. That's ironic as hell. That's what Alanis Morissette was singing about. That story was like rain on your wedding day. Fucking love that. And then people attacked Mickey Rooney, and it's like, how could you be in a Silent Night, Deadly Night film after all the things that you said? And he has to say, like, look, I didn't know I was starring in a Silent Night, Deadly Night film. And it's like, oh, likely story. But he totally didn't know. They just, they just screwed him, and I fucking love that. <laughs> So the first film is a legendary, low-budget, controversial 80s slasher fun. Came out the same day as the first Nightman, Nightmare on Elm Street, Silent Night, Deadly Night is a dumb classic. But the second movie... Oh. What a piece of shit. Okay, so for our audience, if you really don't want to watch either the first or second Silent Night Bloody Night movies Silent Night Deadly Night movies but for some reason you you either have to watch it or you have to fuck a pig on national television watch the second one yeah cause the second one has the first one and really not much else. <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely does not. It absolutely does not. So the producers are like, hey, Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, huge hit. We need to make a second one. So they get a crew together and they say, here, make Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Here you go. Here's a ridiculously small amount of money. And... The the director is like, um, we would love to make a Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, but you know this ridiculous amount of money you gave us? Uh, it's a ridiculously small amount of money, and we absolutely cannot make a film with this. And what the producer said was, look, 
you just want to make a second one release it in on VHS so this is what you do you get the original film just re-edit it and release it as Silent Night Deadly Night 2 it's not hard <coughs> so the producers wanted the entire film to just be the first film but the director Lee Harry insisted like I cannot do this I have to make another film but it, if you want me to use the first film I can do that and that's why like 30 to 40 minutes of this film is just flashbacks from the first film the producers wanted the entire thing minutes. to just be the first one 40 yeah. minutes not yeah. 30 to 40 minutes it was motherfucking 40 minutes the first 40 minutes of this movie is the first movie now, yeah, what also, how is he flashing back to his brother's memories? Yeah, especially okay. when he was like three. And then how well, is he flashing there. back to his brother's memories when his brother wasn't even in the scene? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we have to explore this new superpower further right? in depth. Yeah. But the, what the producer originally wanted was film an opening where someone's in a loony bin. Show the first film again and then film a scene afterwards where he's still in the loony bin and he's telling the story of the first film. There you go. We'll just call it Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. But to his credit, the director insisted, no, I have to film an actual movie. And he's the reason why it's just 40 minutes and not the whole movie. Yes. So that's fucking crazy. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 hardly feels like a film. No. Period. No. No, so many of these, so many of the scenes, the new scenes, are just shot in his neighborhood. Yeah. Very just Tammy and the T Rex. Not even a fucking Santa suit. Killing people with a gun. You know? Yeah. It's very Tammy and the T Rex. I'm just going to use everything <laughs> in front of my house. And as but, much as I, I, I would love to hate the star of this movie, which I do kind of hate, but goddamn, he fucking tried. He was yep. awful, but he tried. He put his all into it. And still just, hey, he still just sucked. To be clear, uh, for all the people who are just listening to this, I am repeatedly raising my eyebrows up and down, which is what the star of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 considers acting. Yes. So that's exciting. And uh, the most awesome fake diabolical laughter ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Garbage day. Greatest line read of all time. Yeah, it's it's just like, it, it, and that he is doing it just on the neighborhood street where, like, you can kind of picture like he does this great diabolical laugh, and like somebody's like, "Excuse me, I have to get to the mailbox." <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, fun fact, uh, even though this film is hardly a film, when they were done with it, the credits, the movie still ran too short. So to rectify this in the theatrical version, which we didn't see, the credits ran 10 minutes long and included not only the full crew for Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, but also to pad out the credits, the full crew of the original film. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so I think and that's hilarious. And not just hilarious. like slowing it down, like Born into Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Born into Mafia. Slowing down the end credits. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the guy does a good job being a weirdo. And I definitely have been in that movie theater. The guy being loud and calling people a fag in the movie theater in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, that happened yes. to me. Thanks, dear Evan Hansen. Yes, yes, true, yes. And now, and now, again, what was the movie playing? Hmm? What was... Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, the first yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night yeah. is what was playing they, in the theater. Yeah, they were showing more scenes from fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night that they couldn't do in a flashback. Why they couldn't yeah. do it in a flashback? I don't know. He he remembered he remembered his brother's memories of guys snow sledding. Okay, he could have yeah. remembered the the other Santa coming out of the liquor store. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, but we here at the Pope on Film podcast think that every holiday should get a cheesy horror movie. So I have three ideas. Okay? Yeah. And, and I'm pretty proud of this because we believe that every holiday should get a cheesy horror movie. So, number one. I, and I originally wanted all these to be dumb, stupid ideas. I think all of these are pretty good. Uh, so, well, except for the last one. But, okay. Veterans Day of the Dead. Veterans Day of the Dead, okay. There's a toxic spill that happens near a veteran's cemetery. And the toxic spill happens on Veterans Day Eve. And then on Veterans Day, all of the zombies come back. Veteran zombies. Okay. I think that is a legitimately decent idea. So that's number one. Number two, really proud of this one. Secretary's Day. Secretary's mm. Day. Rated R. Yeah. So uh, there's a CEO, and he hates Secretary's Day. But then what happens? His family is killed by a secretary. So he dresses as a secretary 
and starts killing other secretaries. In my mind, it's Billy Zane and drag. Okay. Because one thing I know, Billy Zane looks great as a woman. Yeah, okay. So he would be great killing people dressed as a secretary in Secretary's Day, rated R, in theaters Friday. Now this... Rated R. Like that one uh, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. So this one's a bit reaching, but uh, national. Well, ice I don't cream know. Day. I'm kind of, I'm kind of picturing like nine to five, but like way more satanic. Yeah. Okay. You know? What about nine to six six six? I now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. Mm -hmm. So here's my third movie, uh, National Ice Cream Day. Uh, a family is killed. Uh, By an ice cream not sure. Not sure. The family is killed by a brain freeze. Okay. But then one kid sees this happen. And when he gets older, he decides to take revenge on ice cream and starts... Uh, Picking people off one by one in an ice cream factory. Well, wait a second. I, I think you probably didn't hear her, but Jeannie said something, and I think she might be on to something. That like they go crazy from having brain yeah, freeze. Maybe you get brain freeze so bad that it drives you to kill, or you become a zombie, or something like that. It is the result of the brain freeze. Okay. A brain freeze that never stops. Yeah. Oh my god. Just that pain that you get from a brain freeze, but then it only lasts like five seconds. The pain continues and it causes you to start killing people. That's a decent idea. <laughs> that is good. And that's what causes the violent rage is that your your brain freeze never stops. Yeah. And then the day that everyone started going mad and killing people was forever known as National Ice Cream Day. Rated R. I am pretty sure that there is a a spoof slasher movie President's Day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of that too. But I think these are all good ideas. These are all damn good ideas. I think these are solid ideas. Yes. Yeah. I also have an idea for um, for for a, a movie or a short movie. It's it's had a couple of different names. I may have already talked about this on the podcast, but I really like the idea, so I'm going to talk about it again if I've talked about it before. the The title that I have for it now is Dia de los Automobiles. Okay. Okay, so this is what the movie's about. On the Day of the Dead um, is a day to celebrate dead people, and the idea is, is that they come back as a ghost, and if you leave things at their gravesite, then, like, say, my dad always liked whiskey. I leave a whiskey bottle at his gravesite on the Day of the Dead, and the ghost will come into our realm and be able to take that back with him. 
and yes. it's a day to celebrate uh, the people who have passed on in your life and a way to remember them. But in America, a lot of times people don't remember the people who have died. But you know how some people do? By putting a cheesy sticker on the back of their car. Yes. So on the day of the death, if you died and a loved one put a sticker on the back of their car, then congratulations. On the day of the dead, you will be spending all day on top of that car. <laughs> and you just, oh my goodness, I'm back. It must be the day of the dead. And then you realize you're going 75 miles per hour on a freeway. <laughs> And it's all about just car ghosts. For one day... Yeah. S-car ghosts. And just for one day, there's ghosts on the top of a bunch of cars. Yes. And maybe, you know, two people. And it's like, oh, Franks! Oh, shit, Phil, how you doing? Good? What are you up to? Oh, my daughter has to go to Target. See ya! And then, and then maybe like someone parks at a cemetery and all the ghosts in the cemetery are making fun of him. Yeah. Stop it, guys. And it's like, ha ha, I'm in the cemetery. My wife gave me a pack of cigarettes. Check this out. I'm smoking and I'm a ghost. What are you doing? Oh, after this, we're getting an oil change. <laughs> and then we, we got to go to Aldi and pick up some fruit. But yeah, I keep thinking about that. There's a lot of people with those no stickers on the back of their cars, and I think of that all the time now. Uh, you know, like, yeah. There's a ghost on top of that car. You know cargo? You know cargo? Yeah. What if a cargo just absorbed a car, and it's a car ghost? Nice. Wait, maybe a car gets that. crushed, and on the day of the dead, the car comes back as a spirit and kills everyone. I feel like like not only has Stephen King already turned that into a book, but he's done it like three times. So so that's something. But uh, that's all I've got this week for Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2. Well, well, we... For two, we do have to mention the car stunt. Uh, The car stunt. Yeah. So after he shoots the garbage guy, then there's a a car coming toward him. So he starts shooting at the car. Yes. And then it, it he shoots the radiator. Which makes the car go up on two wheels or whatever. Yeah. But then the car is up on two wheels and drives past him in a long shot. Yes. And you could see for a second, he had a fucking duck. <laughs> that car was right the fuck next to him. Yeah. That was... Really? Like, like, 
if you told if if these people who were making a movie with five hundred bucks and forty five books of H and S green stamps, yeah, and they told me that you they were going to do this car stunt, and I had to stand there in the car. No, that's where I'm walking off. Yeah. The fuck you there, are. You're going to get me killed. Me, you don't know there, what you're doing. <laughs> it reminds me of the beginning of uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. When they're able they they're able to use a helicopter for this opening scene but they can only do one take and it, as it just so happens in that one take the el- the the helicopter crashes. So they just use it. Yeah. Then the helicopter crashes, and then they walk out of it going, whoo, glad we survived that. Anyway. <laughs> they, they just keep the horrible thing in the movie, because it's like, hey, we had one take. This is what happened. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. But that <laughs> is about it. it. What else? I mean, I mean, there was no movie here, so there's nothing yeah, to it's talk not about with, with this second part. Yeah. We've pretty Silent much just told the entire second part. Yeah. Yeah. But I never saw any of the other Silent Night, Deadly Nights. I saw the first one a couple of times, probably when I was too young, and then the second one, because Garbage Day, but I've never seen any of the other ones, and I don't think I need to. No. No. Yeah. But this, if the, anything, the I might one, see it's just, the, it's just like... Oh, look. It's a white guy in a neighborhood shooting people. Yeah. It's not even really Santa-related anymore. Yeah. And and it's like, well, of course there's a white guy in the neighborhood shooting people. That's what what white guys do. (laughs) Yup. Yeah. I am really high right now. Uh, So, that's all I've got this week. Next week! is the last episode of 2021 and we're going out the way we always do with i believe our 97th annual (laughs) discussion of the greatest movie of all time santa and the ice cream bunny uh a steven spielberg production Uh, fun fact the script was written by nelson mandela in prison yes so it's a big deal. Originally, uh, uh, what's his name? Donald Sutherland wanted to star in it as the the ice cream bunny. But, yeah. But Barry Mahon said no. Yeah. Not gonna happen. The entire soundtrack is by Pink Floyd, but they did it under a different name. Yes, they so did as, it. Soft White Underbelly. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's filmed in downtown Pirate Land. A yes. theme park not many people remember. That's next week, and I'm excited to once again. Okay, discuss. wait. One question, though Jack yes. and the Beanstalk or Thumbelina? Yeah, let's do the Thumbelina. I feel like we did Jack and the Beanstalk last year. Yeah. 
I think we did that a couple of years in a row. So let's let's do the yeah. Thumbelina again. Yeah, we're doing the, the Thumbelina. Uh, there are two different... The one that I like? No. There are two different versions yeah. of Santa Claus, of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. One that has one movie inside of it and one that has a different movie inside of it. And in the beginning, we always did the version with Thumbelina until finally, I think, Bunny found the version with Jack and the Beanstalk. And then we've done that a couple of years. Now we're going back to Thumbelina, which is longer. Yes. But I think there's more going on with Thumbelina than Jack and the Beanstalk. <coughs> but anyway, I don't know. We'll figure that out next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, oh man, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. Gene Siskel is a piece of shit. Uh, Together, Together, starring Patty Harrison. And uh, uh, I failed coup attempt. Thank you. I got to say, I think this has been a, a pretty good episode, a fairly good episode, somewhat good Pretty darn damn good. good. Damn I... good. It's been a damn good episode. It's okay. been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I was going to say that, but I didn't... I didn't. I feel like you're the person who decides whether it's damn good or not damn good. And, you know, I don't want to impose... But, yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am really high. And on behalf <laughs> of Natasha, Eleanor, Maxwell, Mal, and everyone else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. <laughs> and you do show off with some poopy pants. Thank you, Bella. And you Super Mario, and you other mothers. And you other mothers. That's nice. I like that. Okay. Do 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 do